0: You are listening to World Harvest Church's weekly podcast. WHC is a cross-cultural church with passion for reaching the lost and hurting. We are mission-minded and committed to raising up generations of mighty men and women of God. If you're in the Atlanta area, check us out on Sunday mornings at either 9 or 11.15 a.m. or on Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. From wherever you're listening, we hope this week's message empowers you to grow, grow, and go. You know, I said um, in the first service, how many of you were here on Wednesday night? Let me see how of you were here Wednesday night. I said in the first service, and it, it bears repeating: Wednesday night's message was absolutely incredible. It was absolutely incredible, life-changing for me. I sat um, and I listened to Angela. And it was a, it was just a wow. You know how sometimes you you come to church and you you hear a message and it's like a wow. That's what Wednesday night was. And and everything that she said touched me because it was like she's right. You know there there is a spirit of apathy that comes on you when you can't you you can't get in, in touch. And she was from Ukraine. You know you can't get in touch with. Um, the pain, and the reality of what's going on. To you, it's just, you know, turn the TV channel. I don't want to watch that. And she was, she literally was just going through um, what's happening over there, and it was, just, it was, a, it was a wow. Uh, so I would encourage you, if you were not here Wednesday night, to go online and listen to that message. I really want you to listen to that message. It was that powerful. And then I was, I was saying to myself, God, how am I going to preach on Sunday about finances after that message? I mean, that's like, that's a wow. And someone said to me, you know, we need to hear a message on finances just like they need the Spirit of God to move in Ukraine. And I said, okay. Okay, God, then I'm going to do what you told me to do. So, whether you like it or not, that's what I'm going to talk about. And, uh, you know, I I recognize that a lot of you are going to tell me that, wow, you know, Pastor Willie, we've heard you talk about finances before. We know all about it. We're good. Don't worry about it. Well, that's good. But there may be someone in this room today that needs to hear this word. So I'm going to ask that you truly open your heart, open your mind Don't shut me down, okay? Don't shut me down. And no matter what I say, you say, okay, okay, I hear what you're saying. Just allow the Spirit of God to speak through the Word. Amen? Amen? You know, I asked Pastor Merrick when he asked me to speak, I asked Pastor, well, what do you want me to share on? And he says, well, you know, I've been preaching on how we show God that we love Him, you know, through various ways. And he said, I I really would appreciate if you would kind of stay in that vein. Just kind of stay in that vein. And I said, okay. Then I'm going to preach on how we show God that we love him, basically, through our finances. Is that okay? If it's not, it's too late because you're already here. (laughs) Let's take a look at what the Word of God says. We're going to go to Luke chapter 16, verse number 10 through 13. It says this, whoever is faithful in very little is also faithful in much. And whoever is unrighteous in very little is also unrighteous in much. So, if you have not been faithful with worldly wealth, who will trust you with what is genuine? And if you have not been faithful with what belongs to someone else, who will give you that which is your own? No one can serve two masters, since he will either hate one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, I thank you for your word. Your word is clear. Your word is direct. And, Father, I pray that your word would speak to our hearts today. I'm asking, Holy Spirit, that you would remove me and anything that I might say, God, and I pray that you would speak directly to the hearts of your people. Speak from heaven, God, and change this earth. In Jesus' name, amen. But before we get into the scripture, you know, I, I, the Bible has over 2,000 scriptures about money and finances. Over 2,000 scriptures. And some theologians say that this particular subject is one of the most discussed subjects in the Bible. I wonder why that is. Why would God spend so much time talking about finances? Why is it so important of a subject to God that he would spend all of those verses talking about either finances or money or something to do with money? Clearly, clearly God knows that this is going to be an issue for all of eternity. This is not an issue just for uh, your grandparents because they were in the Great Depression No, this is an issue for all of eternity, God knew beforehand. And he knew that you would be here today listening to the word of God. The Bible says this in 2 Timothy 3.16. It says, all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for teaching, for rebuke, and for correction, and for training in righteousness. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God. Well, here's something that God spoke to my heart. The Bible didn't say that all scripture was inspired by God. That's not what it says. The Bible says that all scripture is inspired by God. What that means is that today in the present, as you read and as you hear the Bible, as you hear the word of God, God is inspiring it. That God is breathing on it every time the word of God is spoken or preached or read. God himself is literally blowing new revelations in your life. That's why you can read a scripture that you read a hundred times and God will say something else to you. God is inspiring the word every time you read it or every time you hear it. There's a new revelation coming. There's a new voice of God that's coming. That's why it's so important that when you come to church, that you sit and say, okay, when someone reads the word, God, what are you saying to me today? It's always about a today thing. You got to look at God and say, God, you're inspiring this word for me right now. There must be something going on in my life right now where I need to hear this word. Because you're inspiring it as it's being read. That's really important. Because see, if you think that it was only uh, uh, breathed on when uh, Moses wrote it, then it doesn't have the same impact on your life. You say things like, well, that, that was for them. That was back in the Old Testament. No. No, it's a today word. And it's always a today word. Now, I'm going to tell you what I believe the Bible says about finances, but I want to encourage you to go study it for yourself, right. to go look it up for yourself. Now I told you that there's over two thousand scriptures in the Bible, and you know, as I was um, growing up in, in this walk with God, I studied. This is this is an area where I can tell you that I have poured into the Word of God because I was broke. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I was broke. I was in debt. I was disobedient. Come on, somebody. So I wanted to know what the Bible had to say about money. I didn't really care about what man said because I, I thought that, you know, if I listened to the man, he was really just trying to get more money from me. But I wanted to hear what God had to say about it. So I began to dive into the scriptures to see and to understand what the word of God has to say about finances. And it really changed my life. It changed my mind. It changed my attitude towards finances. So I'm going to tell you this morning that money is spiritual. Money is spiritual. And therefore, it must be dealt with in a spiritual way. We have have dealt with money in a natural way, and that's why it's gotten out of control. Money is spiritual. Let me explain. When you see me, when you see man, what you see and understand is that I am a three-part being. I am a spirit. I have a body. I live in this body, and I have a soul, right? I'm a three-part being. But the real me is a spirit. The real me is a spirit. You see this? This is the body in which the spirit of money lives in. All this is is a body. That's all this is. That's why there's no money in heaven. You you won't get to heaven and have to look for this. It won't be there. But the same way that I need this body to live here on the earth. And without this body, I can't live on the earth. That's right. That's right. Money cannot exist. Without this body. Money is a spirit. And it needs to be dealt with in the spirit. Now, that's why Jesus, when He when He spoke in Matthew chapter 6, verse 24, he said. No man can serve two masters, since he will either hate one or love the other, or he'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Why would Jesus put God and money on the same plane if money was not spiritual? Now, you know, in King James, you know, you you know how you, well, at least when I grew up, you had to read King James because King James, that was, the, that was the real Bible. Everything else was like, what you reading? So we always had to read the King James, but in King James, it uses the term mammon, right? It says you cannot serve both God and mammon, does it not? Okay, let me just help y'all out here. Y'all gonna have to speak to me, okay? Y'all, y'all came to church, you might as well do some work, okay? So you might as well get engaged. And speak to me, okay? So a lot of people say, well, uh, well, I don't understand mammon. Mammon means more than just money. Mammon means more than just money. You say, "Well, well, Pastor, what does it mean? Go look it up in the Webster's Dictionary. Go ask Google, okay? Google will tell you anything you want to know, okay? might not be right, but it'll tell you something. But the word mammon means a false God of riches and greed. A false God of riches and greed. So Jesus was saying you cannot serve both God and a false God of riches and greed at the same time. You can't do it. You can't do it. This is a spiritual issue that we've been trying to deal with in the natural. Because what we see is a natural body that that spirit houses itself in. Okay, so let's go back and let's take a look at Luke 16 again. It said this, whoever is faithful in very little. I'll stop right there. Jesus considers money a very little thing. This doesn't, money doesn't mean anything to God. That's why he puts it in his place when you get to heaven. When you get to heaven, and he says, go open that door, it's a pearl. To you, you like, ooh, man, man, that gate's a pearl. She's like, just go open the door. (laughs) I'm walking on streets of gold. He said, just walk. (laughs) He puts it in his place. It's a very little thing to God. And that's the way he wants us to see it. He said, listen, if you... Are faithful with very little, in other words, with money, you'll also be faithful in much. And whoever is unrighteous in very little will also be unrighteous in much. So if it has not been faithful with worldly wealth, so if you have not been faithful with worldly wealth, who will trust you with what is genuine? The genuine things are the things that belong to God. The genuine things... Our souls, the things that belong to God, those are the genuine things. But who's going to trust you with genuine things if you can't handle the little things? The little things. Who's going to trust you with those little things that don't really mean a whole lot? And if you have not been faithful with what belongs to someone else, who will give you your own? No one can serve or no one can obey or no one can submit to two masters. A master is a person that controls you or has control over you. Since you will either love one or hate the other one or you'll be devoted to one or despise the other one, you cannot serve or obey or submit to both God and the spirit of mammon, that false God, at the same time. You can't do it. You can't do it. As much as this world tries to tell you, yep, this is real, you can't do it. Now, here's what the Bible says. We understand that God is love. We get it. God is love. But we also understand that God has other aspects. Like we know that there's a spirit of peace on God. Well, there's also, according to Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 23 and 24, it says this. It says, be careful that you do not forget the covenant of the Lord your God that he made with you. Do not make an idol for yourself in a form of anything, for he has forbidden you. For the Lord our God is a consuming fire and a jealous God. Let me tell you something. There is no doubt in my mind that God is jealous for the way that I love money more than I love him. No doubt in my mind about it. God is a jealous God. You see, I know I love God. If I ask you, did you love God? Yeah, yeah. Pastor, I love God. I love God. I love God. Oh, hey, I love God, Pastor. I love him. He's my everything. He's my all and my all. You know, you got all the lines. You, you know, You know what I'm talking about, right? I love God. Well, guess what? He actually loves you more than you could ever love him. He actually died for you. That actually happened. He actually got nailed to a cross for you. That actually happened. That's that's not a story that somebody made up. This actually happened. That somebody looked through the portals of time and saw my little sorry behind tripping in sin and decided that they were gonna die for me. Please. No, he loves me. I don't even I can't even comprehend that kind of love. I can't even comprehend that kind of love. We were talking about it in small group, and I mentioned it in first service. We were talking about Bill Wilson. And how he went to Ukraine, right? And we were saying, uh, yeah, I ain't going to Ukraine. Oh, Yo, yeah. Listen, can we be real for a second? Let's just, just, just stop it. Let's just be real for a second, okay? When Pastor was talking about Bill Wilson went to Ukraine, and he's, like, taking videos and stuff is happening in the background. And we're, like, sitting there and we're saying this, so, are you kidding me? He's willing to go to Ukraine and said, I'm not coming back until it's over. He made these kids in this orphanage a promise. mm, That he was going to be there for them. You got to hear what I'm saying. So he went. Jesus made that same promise. Jesus was sitting in heaven, and Jesus had to come down to earth for me. He knew what was going to happen when he got here. This was not a surprise. He also was able to look into history, into the future, into my past, and he saw everything that was going to happen and he did it anyway. He loves me, but the challenge is, is that I, I just, just, just listen to this. I say I love Jesus, but how many times have you said? And don't, don't be lying, because you're in church. How many times have you said, if I just had some more money, man, Mm -mm -mm. if I could just get my hand on some, mm, I just need some more money versus how many times you said, if I just had some more God, Mm, I just need some more God. How many times have you said, if I had some more money, I could, this, this, I could get this problem solved. If I just had some more cash, okay, I could make this, this, this whole thing would just go away. Versus if I just had some more Jesus, he could make this problem go away. You can't tell me that you look at Jesus the same way. You look at your money, you have more confidence in the fact That if you had more money, you wouldn't be in the same situation you're in right now. Our confidence is in another spirit. It ain't in the Holy Spirit. Oh, I'm trying to help somebody. This is real. And you see, whether you like it or not, This is not one of those messages where you can just shut me off. You see, because you need money. You can't shut me off. Because whether you think about it or don't want to think about it, you absolutely, positively must deal with this. Because if you don't, it will deal with you. You have no choice, so you might as well listen. So we show God that we love him when we trust him more than we trust money. We can show God that we love him. Now, I want to give you four quick points. We're not going to belabor them, but I want to give you four quick points, and these are are areas in your life that you can look at your life and you can say, I am struggling with the spirit of mammon. I'm struggling. These, I, I know that that thing is a spirit of mammon. If you got any one of these four, we'll pray with you. Number one, anxiety over unmet needs. Anxiety over unmet needs. You know, it's interesting. One of God's names is Jehovah-Jireh. He is the Lord, my provider. It's God that's my shepherd. I shall not want for a thing. Then why am I anxious? Why am I so worried? See, because the spirit that's on mammon will always, always, always try to give you a philosophy where you feel like you're hopeless. We say we love God. We say we know the word. But the reality is, is that we're allowing that spirit to lead, guide, and direct us. Anxiety. I just don't know. I mean, we got got things we got to do. We got we got real we got real bills to pay. We got we got they're real. Well Jesus that Jesus ain't real, right? He he's not real. The bills are real. Jesus ain't real. Oh yup. I'm talking to somebody. The Bible tells us to be anxious for nothing, right? Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. How do we live like that? Be anxious for nothing. No, I'm anxious for everything. Number two, fear about the future. Fear about the future. You know if the spirit of mammon is on you if you are afraid of what's coming in your financial future. The spirit of mammon will always bring fear. Fear is one of the devil's biggest tools. It's one of the devil's biggest tools. You're not as worried about the cancer as you are about what the cancer is going to cost you in the hospital. Oh, shit. Because they told you that they got some treatment, see the cancer. Well, it's not really that bad. You know, we can treat this cancer. This is treatable. How much is this gonna cost? Oh y'all! I'm trying to tell somebody the truth. You you just you start looking at your life in a different lens. Look at it in a different lens. The spirit of mammon will always bring fear. But mammon cannot control your future. God is in control of your future. God's in control of your future. He's already in your future. Mammon is in your today trying to get you to make decisions today that's going to affect your future. Y'all... Mammon, money is not in your future doing anything. You, you are living in your today allowing this spiritual decision that you're about to make outside of God to affect your future. That's why when you go out and buy that new car for $700 a month, it's your future that you're affecting. It's your future you're affecting. You might make the payment for a year out of the six years that they're going to lock you down. But eventually, it's going to affect your future. You did that. Money didn't. You made that decision. Money didn't. The Bible says in Philippians 4.19 that God will supply all your needs according to his riches of glory by Christ Jesus God will do it God is real that's a revelation God is real he's just as real as my debt he's just as real as my bills God is real and he's interested in my future the devil is interested in my past and in my today God is interested in my future He wants to understand, what are you going to do about your future? You can change your future based on what you do today. The decisions you make today will change your financial future. They will absolutely change your financial future. Number three, the spirit of mammon works unbelief and disobedience into your life. Unbelief is not in you. It has to be worked in you. You have to receive unbelief in you. That's not a part of who you are. When you accepted Jesus, you believed. I believed that God raised him from the dead. I believed. I had belief in me. Then the spirit of this world comes and says, No, you don't. That's why you're not even sure you saved. Unbelief, the spirit of mammon always brings unbelief, disobedience. Mammon will tell you, don't tithe, don't tithe, don't give that offering, they're not talking to you. They're talking to someone else. That word wasn't for you. You don't have to do that. When the word of God is very clear, right? The Bible tells us in Malachi 3 to bring all the tithe into the storehouse. But yet and still, we can look at this word and through our our understanding, because we've allowed We we received unbelief into us. We believe that if I pay my tithe or if I give an offering, that I'm not going to have enough. I'm not going to have enough. So I need to be in control about what I am going to do. So I make the decision that I am not going to pay God what belongs to him. And I am willing, now this, this, is a, this is a conversation that happens, it may take 20 seconds, but it happens every time we choose not to pay tithes. I am not going to pay my tithes because I got real bills and I got real responsibilities that I have to cover. My family is expecting me to cover them, so I'm going to do that. But what I'm really saying is I am also going to affect my future. I don't need God in my future. I got my own future. I got my future covered. If I just take care of today, I'll take God. I got tomorrow, all right? Look. Okay. If that's the way you want to live your life, that you got it, then you got it. Then when it gets all jacked up, you want to know, you mad at God. And the spirit of mammon will always have a response. The spirit of mammon always has an answer for everything. It's no different. Everything that the devil does is always counterfeit to the real that God does. So God has an answer in the word of God for every financial situation you can have. Well, the spirit of mammon has an, also, has an answer also. It has a counterfeit answer. And you can listen to either one you want. But it will always give you an answer. Go get another job. You don't need to see your family. You don't have to come to church. Just go get another job. You get two jobs. You can serve pizzas at night. They got three shifts. You can do... Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all know what I'm talking about. this, this, This thing gets to be very real. The spirit of mammon, this is number four. The spirit of mammon tries to get you not to trust God. Try it gets to not just don't trust God. Just don't 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 trust him. Don't trust him. Don't trust God. Can you see God? What you talking about? You ever you know you talk to people uh that are not Christians, they be, you, what, you, you, you see God? How much money do you give? You give money to the church. Man, you better pay your bills. You, what you doing? You, you need to stop all that. Like I said earlier, if you believe that money will solve your problems, you're being deceived. If you believe that money is going to solve your problems, you are being deceived. You're being deceived. Now, like I told you, just like I need a body to live on this earth, I also, I need to be in control of my body. I need this body to live here on this earth, but I better be in control of this body. Because I don't know about you, but this flesh, this thing is ugly. This flesh, if I let it, will take me to hell. Yep. <clears throat> This flesh, this don't like God. Because, it, it, you know, uh-uh. This flesh wants to sleep. This flesh wants to eat, drink, chill. Y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Flesh, shh, man, please. Flesh, flesh loves to have a good time. That's all flesh think about. But I need this stuff to stay here on this earth. I got to have it. So I better... Get it under control. I better let my spirit man, the real me, control this flesh. Because if it doesn't, I'm going to be out of control on my way to hell. Well, it's the same thing with money. I need money. But I better get it under control. Because if I don't get it under control, it will control me. If I don't get it under control, it will control me. There's no gray. There's no gray in the spirit. That's one good thing about God. God doesn't give you a, you know, well, you could if you, if you, I know you're not really married to him, but for you, because yeah, you can sleep over there. There ain't no gray. There's no gray. There's no gray. It's black and it's white, period, okay? It's the same way in our spiritual finances. This thing is spiritual. If you don't control that spirit that's housed in that money, it will control you. It's designed to control you. That's what it's there for. It's going to control you. So, if, 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 if money is your driver, you're always going to end up in a crash. Every time. If money is your driver, you will end up in a crash. Somewhere along the lines. I tell people all the time, please. Oh, you know, Pastor, I'm thinking about getting a new job because they pay another you know, pay another $5,000. But I'm going to have to be working out of town six days a week, and I'm not going to be able to come to church. So you're going to, let me get this right. Oh, yeah, but we need the money. Okay. And I sit there and I listen to the people, and, I, and believe me, my heart breaks because I know that they're being deceived, and they really believe that the solution to the problem is more money when the reality is it's gotta be more God. Hallelujah. See, Hallelujah. see, <laughs> because the... <laughs> Jesus, I love, I love Jesus. Y'all, y'all, all family here, so I don't get a chance to preach on Sunday morning much, so I'm just gonna tell you what I think. The reality is this, we, just like I said, that spirit of mammon has been controlling us for the longest time, that we are so undisciplined in our finances, and now we have created a financial monster, and we blame it on God, and we want God to clean up the messy mess. When in reality, if we had more of God and we just start doing what the word says to do, then I happen to believe, let me, t- the testimony that Melinda gave earlier was like, hallelujah to Jesus. Because see, all people heard was, God canceled the student loan. That's not what I heard. What I heard was, I work in the church. I work in the church. I work in the church. I serve in the church. I work in the church. I serve in the church. I give tithes. I pay offerings. I work in the church. That's what I heard. As a result of me working in the church, working in the church, I pay my tithes. I give offerings. As a result of that, God did this. I wonder if she wasn't doing none of that wonder if she showed up once a month and when it came time for tithes and offering she got she had to dip out the back I wonder if God would have done the same thing see you think it was the bank and the student loan and the government you know, they, you know, man, the government ain't doing nothing for you. That's not a political statement, that's a biblical statement. I'm talking about God. Everything that happens in my life financially happens as a result of my obedience to God. If you want to know where your increase is coming, it's coming because you did something. That move the hand of God to cause increase to come in your life. That's the only reason it came. See, because the, you you've seen it before. People have hit the lottery and broke six months later. How's that happen? Cause they ain't got no God. I don't care how much money you got if you ain't got God. People that have, I mean, it's, it's sad. It's just sad. It's sad. It's sad. You see, people, m- mega stars, people with like, a, they got money. They just taking baths in money, crazy money. Commit suicide, depression. What? Why? All we want is the money. All we see is, man. If I had that money, I wouldn't. Have. Yes, you would. If you had that money with that spirit. The more you get, the crazier it will make you without God. That's why you see oh man. I, I, you know, it's just it's just it's 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 in me. It's in me big. Where I look at things differently now. You get a different revelation of what's really happening out there with that spirit of mammon. You get a whole different revelation. Versus, I just need another five bucks. Can you you spare me five dollars? What? Man, here, take ten. Because this don't mean a whole lot of nothing. There's nothing really happening with this thing. So we understand, you know, Pastor wrote a, a book. It called, it was called Faith Has a Voice. Faith has a voice. Can I tell you that the spirit of mammon has a voice? And it speaks very loudly. It's always yelling at you. It's always telling you what you're not gonna do. Soon as you say, I'm gonna go on a mission trip. No, you ain't. You ain't going on no mission trip. Shut up. Mission trip? You ain't got no money for no mission trip. You told your kids you're gonna get them, in them Jordans for Christmas. How are you gonna pay for some mission trip? mission trip, you got to get a new car mission trip listen how foolish that sounds you going on a mission trip man? that trip cost $2,500, you ain't going on no mission trip you going on a mission trip you can't even go on vacation how you going go on a mission trip when we talk about going on vacation we taking a whole family on vacation, you talking about mission trip listen to you, you sound stupid you know and you'll be having that discussion. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You'll be hearing it and you'll be like, you, I, we, we, yeah, we. what well, we did say we was going on vacation this year. You remember last year we said we we're going to go on vacation next year. Well, that's this year, so we got to go on the vacation. So we'll go on the mission trip next year. No, you won't. No, you won't. Mammon has a voice. It's always Talking to you. This Peter and the Mammon will tell you really crazy stuff. Like, you can't even afford to go get a checkup. Mm. I mean, some of the stuff is just, it's so practical, it's crazy. It's so practical, it's crazy. You ain't got no money for no insurance. What people die, no insurance. How, well, how's that happen? Well, they were living their life for today, because that's what the spirit of mammon said. It's never in your future because you know you're not you're never gonna die, right? Oh you Let me let me just give you all a clue. Everybody Unfortunately, here is one day either going to see Jesus, I'll just leave it there, but you're going to die. Now, it would be very nice if you would be responsible and get some insurance. So when you do die, your family can give you a proper burial. As much as we love you here at the church, Lord have mercy. Please, just please help us. Back to the word. We need to get to a place where we, and we, we got to get past agreeing with God. We, we, we just got to get past it. Pastor, what do you mean? We got to get past agreeing with God. God does not need his ego stroked with you agreeing with him. What God needs is for you to do what he said, whether you agree or not. It doesn't matter. You know, when you got kids, you don't ask them, now, nah, do you agree? I know I asked you to clean your room. Now, do you, you agree with me? Well, you better get your behind and i kill you. <laughs> yeah, we beat our kids. That's why they turn out like that. They turn out good because you beat them. But the reality is, God is not that interested in whether you agree. He's more interested in that you obey. But if all you choose to do, the church is full of people that just agree with God. I agree. Coming to church is a nice thing. Well, here you are. What are you doing about what the word says? What are you going to do? What are you going to do about what the word says? Let's go back to Luke 16. We'll look at verse 13. Jesus said, no man can serve two masters since he will either hate one or love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Now, Jesus drew the very clear line in the sand. He told them, you can't do it. No black and white. You you can't do it. You can't do it. You can't do it. No gray. You can't do it. Look at verse 14 and 15. The Pharisees, the Pharisees. Now, you know, I said in the first service, it, 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 it blows my mind how the Pharisees, these are people that did not agree with Jesus. Right? Why are they always sitting up in church? Why are they always sitting around listening to Jesus teach? Y'all in the Greek, y'all go somewhere else. Every time you turn around, the Pharisees were sitting listening to Jesus teach, taking notes. What'd you say, master? Y'all go somewhere else. The church is full of Pharisees. They just want to hear a good message. They don't want to do nothing about it. They just want to hear a good message. Then Jesus described who the Pharisees were who were lovers of money, who were lovers of money. Now, they just heard what Jesus said, and they're lovers of money. Now, we know, because we saved and full of the Holy Ghost, we know that the Bible says that the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. So, I wonder if that's why the Pharisees were so crazy, Because they were lovers of, we're just reading the word, right? The Bible says, so Jesus said that they heard all of this. They heard everything that Jesus said, and they were lovers of money. They heard all of this, and they were scoffing at Jesus. <laughs> You're crazy. Man, listen to that. <laughs> Talk about some, can't love money. <laughs> can't love, come on, man. Y'all hear him? Man, you seen his crib? That brother, man, he living, man. He got, man where, where he laying down at? Whose house he going to tonight? You see the car he driving? Come on, man, stop. <laughs> Talking about <clears throat> always <clears throat> Pharisees. Pharisees. Trying to make a, a, a show of Jesus. Trying to <clears throat> who think he is. Jesus said. You're the ones who justify yourselves before men. But God knows your heart. This is a heart issue. Everything that we're talking about today is a heart issue. Money is a heart issue. It's a heart issue. You can show yourself before men, and everybody will think that you got it going on. Man, did you see the car she drives? Wow. My goodness, grief. Have you been to that house? Whew. Show yourself before men. But God is looking at your heart. God is way past all of that stuff. He says, for what is prized amongst men? What is prized amongst men? The love of money. Making it an idol. You can't tell me that in... The world, money is not an idol. Money is an idol. We lift it up. Those that have it, we like, oh, man, he's in the Forbes 400. Wow. We lift up people with money. They're idols to us. In fact, you know, years ago, We were so ingratiated with it that we had to make our own TV show. It's American Idol. I wanna be an idol. Wow. That's awesome. Cause if I can be an idol, I can make lots of money. Wow. And we all watched. It was like our favorite show for eight years. Wow. Did you see Idol? We weren't deceived. For what is prized amongst men is detestable. It's detestable before God. It's revolting. God hates it. All the stuff that we hold dear is nothing to God. He puts it in his place. So, you know, just like any other spirit, you have to get control of this thing. You got to recognize first that it exists. Because if you try to live your life as if, as if this money is just a natural thing, and you know, it's no big deal. I don't know what pastor talking about. I don't know where he getting at. that. I, I didn't see that. Let me tell you something. If you don't deal with this, it will absolutely deal with you. You can trust me on this one. You can trust me on this one. Now, there are people out here in this congregation, I know that you're hurting right now. You're hurting. You need something to happen. You need God to show up. You need a place to live. You need a car. You need a job. All those things are real. You got health bills. You got student loans. You got got real things. These are real Well, Pastor, how do I deal with that? You said I don't need money. I didn't say that. I said you do need money. I just told you you need to be in control of that money. And what you need to do, what you need to do, is you need to go back to the word. You need to put the onus, the demand, back on God. Either he's God or he's not. And if he's God, then he will jump in. If you are doing your part, if you're not doing your part, then it's very difficult to get God to do something outside of the word. God is. All through the word, he tells you about insurance. He tells you about paying taxes. He tells you about uh, a co-signing for loans. He tells you about debt, right? He tells you about inheritances. He tells you about having a job. He tells you all of this stuff in the word, but we act like it doesn't exist. We, 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 we don't see that part. I just need some more money. You can keep all that stuff, man. Just give me some money. We've been in the situation, you know, where, you know, your heart of compassion, you know, you have a benevolence and you you give somebody money. And isn't it amazing that within two months, they're back again for more money? Situation never changed. You've got members of your family. Y'all know what I'm talking about? They always come to you. Why are they coming to you? I'm going to say this in love. A lot of people... Come to the church just because Christians are so darn gullible. We always, our heart breaks for every sad story. Here, let me give you some money. We don't even deal with this, but let me give you some money. There's no financial issue that the word of god doesn't address. You don't need a financial planner, you need the word of god. Start there. Start start there. Go there first. That's why giving is such a big tool in the believer's belt. Because giving confuses that spirit of, of mammon, it confuses it. Giving just confuses. It's like, wait a minute, you, you got no money. Why are you giving? Well, I, you. do everything that the word says because I know people that give themselves into debt. Oh, sh- <clears throat> you, you can be outside of the word even in your giving. I know I didn't mess somebody up now. Let's pray. Father. Thank you once again for listening to World Harvest Church's podcast. World Harvest Church is pastored by Pastor Merrick and Linda Hufton in Roswell, Georgia. If you're interested in learning more about us, please visit our website at whcga.com. Like our Facebook page and subscribe to our YouTube channel by typing WHCGA into the search bar on both platforms and we hope you have a blessed week.